Hello. <clears throat> On the previous episode, we we finished Ahmed Bey's, and just a quick synopsis of that. We spoke about the two ideas of, in the verses of Zichrenis, of our bringing our remembrance, good remembrance to Hashem. One that just to, that whatever we do, our good, the goodness of our deeds, our good deeds should be remembered by Hashem. And the second one, more deeper explanation is that the form, the essence of Hashem, which usually there is no difference between good and bad, even, even there in that essence, which transcends all these definitions, our deeds should matter. And the remembrance of our good deeds should should even matter to that level. And we still have to understand what, why, to sort of say, remind Hashem when you know that there is no such thing, there is no forgetfulness in, for, by Hashem, because He knows everything and He is everywhere. And we also understand the, we asked what would the, the order, why is it first um, kingships, verses of kingship, and then remembrances? Once He's, once he's our king, of course, the king never forgets his nation. And why does it say that everything is accomplished through the shoifer? What is the shoifer's connection to all this? It makes sense that each of the verses of the, the verses of remembrance, the verses of kingship, are, are, are proofs from the Torah of Hashem's kingship or how Hashem remembers us in a good way. That could arouse these, these ideas uh, above in godliness. But what is the connection of shoifer that specifically it has the ability to draw down Hashem's kingship and the good remembrance. And um, seems since everything is accomplished through the Shafer, seemingly we should have started with the verses of Shafer. And then he goes into whole, now he goes into the meat, really the meat of the mimer, prefacing the idea of that Rosh Hashanah and the Sarasim Chuva is the idea of returning face to face. And he goes, the whole, the whole year we sort of say we're going after Hashem, we go after Hashem, meaning we're connecting to the more external aspects of godliness and also the external aspects of our soul, which is the service of Hashem, which is according to reason and understanding. And all that is only relating to the external contracted levels of godliness and how Hashem extends over all creation, how His greatness is recognized from the many creations that He's, that he's made and how He enlivens them every moment. That is all, you can all have comprehension in that. Because it's something, it's a contracted level of godliness and a level of the greatness of Hashem, which is relating to the limited worlds. And through this contemplation of this, you're arousing the great love, desire to connect to that godly energy within the worlds. And you don't want, and you want to connect to anything else, any other thing, any other physicality, because you know that this is not really the true energy, life force of the worlds. And we ended off saying that this is similar to the angels, like it says in the verse, you go after the go after Hashem like the roaring lions. The lions refer to the 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 angels, which are called Pdearie, which is on the the supernal chariot that Yechezkel saw in his vision. They also have this intense desire to go after Hashem because they comprehend the level of the energy of godliness which enlivens them every moment and because they, they understand that they want to connect to that and that's the same level that we also have this more external level which is not the panim the panim not the face to face which we which we reach on Rosh Hashanah but it's rather the Hashem, the external levels of godliness now we're on the top of page Gimel three lines from the top Ubederich um, Chlal so in general, what is this idea that we're talking about? This the the 
the Avedis Hashem Alpitam Vadas, according to reason, understanding, meaning you're contemplating levels of godliness which are limited and contracted, the, the greatness of Hashem, how it relates to the worlds, and this generates a desire and a thirst to cleave to that energy within the world and not to connect to any other physicality which has no life in itself. So in general, this is what the contemplation of the godly energy which which enlivens the worlds, um, which enlivens the, all the physicality, this this brings about a yitzia mehayeshes, a, a, a going out of one's own feeling of independence, one's own feeling of separateness. That now, when, once he's understood that the true energy of everything is this godly energy which enlivens all the worlds, he doesn't want to, he doesn't desire to stay within his, within his yeshus, within, within his independent existence, his feeling of separateness from Hashem. Rather to nullify his own feeling of separateness to this godly energy, which is the true essence of everything. And in the parentheses, it says, not, The intention is not that he should totally nullify the, his feeling, his separate existence, uh, totally nullify that like it was before it was created, meaning he he doesn't want to go back to how it was before like, as if he doesn't exist. Rather, he should not stay within his, his yeshus, meaning his more corporeal existence. He shouldn't, he doesn't want to stay anymore with this feeling of how he is in his physical base existence. The Kedemshim has been in the Before he contemplated on this uh, on this godly, this greatness of Hashem, the godly energy is not felt by him at all. He only feels his own separate existence, his own physicality. And being that he all he feels is his physicality, he's drawn to that. Well, it's amazing lushan here that through this contemplation in the, about the godly energy which enlivens all the worlds every moment, through that contemplation his eyes are opened. And then he's able to feel the godly energy within the worlds. And then he's drawn after and he wants to cleave to that and connect to that godly energy within the worlds in which is enlivening also his his existence. <coughs> this is the, his utmost his the his utmost desire. All his desire is just to connect to this energy now, and to leave his yeshus, to leave his physical existence, and his feeling of separateness from Hashem. At the end of the parentheses, who This is all like relating to the level of achre Hashem, so to say, the backside of Hashem, the the external aspect, the chitzonius of godliness. Being that this level of, of divine energy which enlivens all the worlds, which relates to these limited physical worlds, is only the ray and the reflection of godliness, which has no comparison whatsoever to the essence of Hashem. If so, this is just the relating to the, so to say, the hinder side, the back side, the external aspects of godliness, and not the essence. And not only is this relating to the external aspects of, of godliness, so to say, of, 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 in, the, in, the, in godliness, also relates only to the, to the more external levels of his soul. The love and the desire in the, in the godly soul, which is generated through this contemplation of the external aspects of God, is, only, is also only relating to the external, more outer levels, outer shell of his soul. 
through the contemplation just this external ray of godliness so automatically it only relates to so it's in his soul it only relates to the more external levels of his soul and meaning that he's only reaching a he's reaching a, a nullification of his own physical of his feeling of separateness and his feeling of just being drawn to physicality he's, he's nullifying that he's going out of that but it's just a bit of the yesh. I mean, he's still within his own yesh. He's still in his feeling of separateness and his physicality. But because he understands that the truth of existence is this godly energy, he wants to leave that. But there's a higher level than that, which is, we know this is called bitl uh, mtsiyas, that from the, from the outset he doesn't have any yeshes anymore. He's just totally wanting to leave his whole leave that whole feeling of, of yeshes, his whole feeling of separateness whatsoever. Um, in the beginning of the line now. And similarly, the whole general of, of service of Hashem, which is according to reason and understanding, is also a more external service of, God, of Hashem. So now he's going into deeper. Even if a person is contemplating a very a, a deeper level, a more sublime level of godliness, which is called over here the etzim ha'ereliki, the essence of the godly energy. <clears throat> Even that is still going to be only relating to the external levels of godliness and the external levels of his soul. Until now, so until now, we just spoke about this level of godliness you're contemplating, which the level which relates to the limited worlds, which is just a a ray of godliness. But now we're talking about within this ray, you're thinking about the etzim of this ray, the essence of it. Even that is going to be only related to the external. Tehine. That which we explained before in the contemplation of the of the bringing into existence from nothing to something. This is only the contemplation, only what he's contemplating that there is a godly energy which which enlivens all the worlds. Before this contemplation, he doesn't even know or feel at all that there is a godly energy enlivening the worlds. <coughs> <clears throat> he just more takes everything for granted that the world exists and it just is existing. But now he has to once he realizes it, he starts contemplating it, he's, he he real he all of a sudden comes to the realization that there is a godly energy which enlivens the world, that this godly energy does exist. It brings him to the realization that there is a godly energy. This is what the means of the creation of nothing to something. Uh, something from nothing, <coughs> that the godly energy which which creates the world is called nothing. All shame being that being that it is not known or it's not felt at all by the naturally by the creations. To the extent that the creations only feel themselves, they feel their own existence, and they do not feel the godly energy which is giving them life every moment at all. That's the nature. That's the nature of being of the fact that we're created nothing, um, something from nothing. This is the different, the general difference between two types of of creation. One is called ilava olu, cause and effect, and yeshmi'ain, something from nothing. Because when it's the when it's the, we're talking about the creation in a way of cause and effect. That it's you must say that within the effect that which is brought brought about. There is felt the cause of that effect. Because without that, then the effect which is brought about never would have been created in the first place. 
because the whole the existence of the effect is starts within the cause, and it's just that it, it, when it was with when it was when it was in its source, it was so included and subsumed and nullified in that source, it wasn't felt. But now, it's just bringing being brought and revealed out of that source. So if it wasn't, if the source wasn't felt within the cause. Within the effect, I mean, which, which is brought about, it would never exist at all because that's its whole existence is because of the its source and its cause. Um, like the idea of seichel amides of intellect and emotions, that the emotions start already within the intellect, and the way that the emotions come out of the intellect is in a way of cause and effect. So within the intellect, you already have emotions. So if if the intellect would not be felt within the emotions which come out of the intellect, the the emotions would not be would not exist whatsoever. Avol yesh ein ena yesh. But in the creation of something from nothing, the yesh, the existence, does not feel that which creates it. It's the godly energy which creates it, the ayin. And that's why it's called ayin, nothing, because it, it's as if it's, it is not felt, it's not felt, it's not known about. Therefore, it's as if it doesn't, it doesn't exist within the world of the yesh. And if the, if the existence, the yesh, would feel its source, the ayin, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be created in a way of yesh and a feeling of separateness at all. Rather, rather, when there's, a, when there's a creation of yesh me'ayin, a bria, which that's the whole world, the word bria, creation implies. It must be that the yesh, the the existence, does not feel its source at all, and therefore, it's called a yesh, something which feels its own separate identity. And the parentheses here, Kmeishis Barbi Geres Akedish Simin Chaf, and this is as explained in the Geres Akedish in Tanya in the twentieth twentieth uh, epistle. Livrei yesh me'ayin chulubli shum ilav esiba chedas kedemes liyeshes echuluk Kmeishis Barbi Makimachir. It says there that the in creation of something from nothing is in a way which the which the yesh the existence which is created <coughs> feels as if it has no source whatsoever because the, its source is totally concealed from it and therefore it can be can be created in a way of yesh of the feeling of separateness if the if its source would be felt if its source would be felt within the yesh then the yesh would not be a yesh anymore it would be it would be nothing it would be totally it would be in a way of ilavaol it would be feeling its source and therefore it would be totally nullified and it wouldn't be it feel have, wouldn't have its own independent feeling independent existence out of the parentheses now the al nikre ayin the ke'ilu einichul and that's one of the reasons why we call the the godly energy which creates the worlds an ayin nothing um, because it's as if it doesn't exist within the world of the yesh because it's not felt it's not known about and therefore the yesh can be a yesh so the natural state of a creation of yesh me'ayin is that the yesh does not feel the ayin, and that's why it's called ayin, like I just explained. So what is the whole purpose of this contemplation of the godly energy the, which creates the whole the world, which creates the yesh? It's to come to a recognition and a feeling that there is a godly energy which creates and enlivens this every, every moment. And through this contemplation, a person's soul wants to cleave and he has a desire to cleave to that godly energy which which creates him every moment and to become included and subsumed within that and not to anymore be a separate existence feeling a physical entity which feels its own separate existence. And this is what the verse, uh, the inner meaning of the verse, see that I have placed before you life and good. Death and bad, This is meaning that everything in the world is created with a, with a body, 
and a soul. That the body is, in essence, really just death and evil, being that its its existence, its energy comes through the veil of the klipa, of the shell, of this intense contraction of the divine energy to the extent which you don't feel anymore the the that it's that it is divine energy and therefore you can have this feeling of separateness like it can be created a body which doesn't have any which you don't see within it any proof of its energy which enlivens every moment. So when when the verse says, "I see that I place before you the death and evil." It's referring to the body, the body which is just in essence just death. It has no existence whatsoever of its own, and because it comes from the klipa, the ra, the its whole existence comes through the veil of the klipa. Even the other, the first part of the verse says, "And I place before you also the life and good." That's referring to the the godly energy and the life force which enlivens everything, and it is. A good, because good is uh, the only good is from from holiness, and the holiness is felt within the soul. There is no there is no con- uh, concealment on that. And through, like it says in the beginning of the verse, see that I have placed before you. When a person contemplates in this, uh, that that the, the that the only true energy is the godly energy which enlivens the physicality, and the physicality in and of itself is just death. When he when he when he sees that, which means when he comes to a deep contemplation of it, to the extent which he becomes so true by him as if he's actually seeing it. Then it comes to the continuation of the verse. He will, he will choose life. Cool, meaning he'll choose to connect to the godly energy within everything because he'll realize that, that is the only true life. So that was all. Well, there's a contemplation we're talking about till now. Just the contemplation that there is a godly energy, that it does exist, because the nature of the yesh is not to feel that there is this ayin, which therefore it's called ayin, as if it doesn't exist. But what is this contemplation, like we mentioned before, in the essence of this godly a godly energy? Who laid the last thing? To know the way, the specific way that this godly energy exists in each and every creation to know the specific energy which exists within each world within each creation <clears throat> not just that it does exist but also the oifin of the or the way of this existence of this energy as it's known that there's different there's differences in the way of the revelation of this godly energy within each world according to the according to the vessel of that world how much however much it is a vessel so too will be the amount of revelation of that of that energy within that world and then this is the really the emphasis of his contemplation here to know and to comprehend very well the way of the, the, the of the revelation of the godly energy and not just that there is a godly energy but how the specific way it is revealed and according to the way of the godly energy that he's contemplating upon will also be his service according to the, the way of that level and through this contemplation on the specific godly energy and how it is how it exists in that specific world which he's contemplating then the person will become a vessel that there should shine within him that godly energy in a revealed way within his soul like we're we're going to explain. Now we're going to give an analogy for this idea of the contemplation of the etzim ha'er, which means the oifen ha'er, the specific way in the revelation of that 
that light, godly energy is within each world, it can be understood through the analogy of our soul, that we know that there's three levels of the soul, the lower levels, nefesh, ruach, and neshama, sha'adam, yediyah, margashim, tziusan, madrigas, and vahedlash, many the person feels their existence, and he feels their, their different levels, and the differences between these levels, that the hine, first going on to explain the lowest level, nefesh, ruach, hayes, Nefesh relates to the, the godly energy of sorry nefesh relates to the energy from the soul which extends into the more external non essential organs of the body. Like the the power to to move in the hand the power of movement in the hand, the power of of going within the which is in the foot, the feet, and the energy that the soul gives to all the external organs. To Hagam Shuhu Mikhaes Nefesh, turning the page on the top of page Dal, even though it comes from the energy, comes directly, it comes from the soul. Nevertheless, it's really a, a contracted energy. It has no specialty, has no has no real um, greatness about it. It has no like what is this meaning? The specialty, uniqueness of this this energy, which is in the external organs, it has no uniqueness to it. Meaning, like not like it is in the emotions that there is an excitement, which that shows on a, a lot higher level within the the, the energy of the soul. Not in, it has no intellectual feeling. Rather, just a energy giving you the energy, the ability to move. Like the like a baby, just the moment that he's born, he has no uniqueness and specialty, except for the fact that he's alive. He has no other abilities, no emotional excitement, no intellectual feeling. So, so it is this lower level of the soul, nefesh. It has no specialty or uniqueness in the revelation of the soul. Rather, just in the fact that it is just a energy and just finishing off here Zayar says about this that a person when he's born he's given he's given a nefesh which relate the lowest level of the soul from the side of the animal the pure animal which is referring to the lowest level within the godly soul which encloses in the in the enlivening soul the animal soul and the blood of the person see that other mimer so that's that Zayar is referring to the lowest level of the of the godly soul and that's why he calls it it's given from the side of the animal the pure animal it's the level of the godly soul which enclosed within the more animalistic aspect of the person the, and the animal soul the lowest level which relates just to the more external organs relates just to the the energy that he has the ability to move but not to any higher expressions of that of that soul energy like it is in the emotions or the intellect we'll stop there seven lines from the top and going down to the next level of ruach thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast chassidus this is levi gelb and if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email 
to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelbet.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.